0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, pro athletes. Ready to dominate your finances and secure your future? Choose Oakbridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, your ultimate financial planning partner. We tackle your unique financial challenges with a tailored, comprehensive approach. Join top NFL players and experience the Oakbridge difference. Just ask the Miami Dolphins, Alec Ingold. He says the systems and personal service my family received have been outstanding. Ready to take the next step? Connect with Chris on Instagram at Oakbridge WM underscore That's Oakbridge WM underscore A N I C E T E. And become the champion of your financial destiny. To the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins. Joined as always by my good friend Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, <laughs> Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Oh, dude, we are. Yeah, every day's a
1: holiday on the podcast. We got an RB from my generation. Yes, sir. Uh, dude, one of one of my favorite guys in the locker room. Just a good dude overall. But I'll let Matt Perkins do the intro because he gets amped to
0: do it. Oh, I mean, like, you know, you know you know, who it is? It's Dwayne Smith. It is a Chicago lands great. Uh, Dwayne and I were talking right before uh, we got on that there's a new running back from Chicago come to Wisconsin next year. But Dwayne, it is outstanding to get to kick it with you today.
2: Absolutely. I, I, I'm grateful and gracious that you guys welcome me on the show. And so I'm, I'm glad to be here. And, you know, it's always good to see a, a former RB legend. You know, Matt Bernstein, you know, so it's been a while. And so I'm thankful. I appreciate you guys. Oh.
0: For sure, Dur- I just
1: go I, Matt Perkins. I have so many good like memories
0: with Dwayne on and off the field. I just can't. I'm just so excited. Well, that's good. We'll get into those in just a second. Before we do, want to remind you guys that we are presented by BetOnline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wager needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. MLB season in full swing. Vegas Summer League, I think, is still going on. Uh, NFL and college football futures, it's all there at BetOnline.ag. Head on over to the website. Use our promo code Believe. That's B L. Leav to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, B-L-E-A-V. That's the promo code at betonline.ag, betonline, where the game starts. Bernie, take it away. I
1: I said this before, but, dude, dude, we'll get into the backstory, but you showed up and literally probably took your shirt off like within 10 minutes, and everyone was like, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. Just like – you know, it's funny because we have Braylon Allen who – is just a Muscles egg and cheese all day. (laughs) And I feel like, dude, that's like, (laughs) you know, he might not remember. He was probably a very young kid when we were playing, but man, you were cut everywhere. Did you have any fat on you?
2: Not at that time. Not probably a little bit. Not probably a little bit. Now I like to say I'm still a little bit in shape, you know. Um, after a couple of ordeals, but yeah, I'm still in there. You know, I came in at 18. I, I definitely wanted to play. Um, and be a true freshman. I, I, you know, I knew that, so I knew I had to get up there early and um and and get in the mix. And so um, coming up there, um, it was a it was a new world. It was a new world, you know, beating all the guys and uh, being one of the few freshmen that that came in early. I remember Enrique. Brandon was up there, B will. Um, he was one of the few freshmen that came early as well, and and we see what he did. And so, um, yeah, I definitely wanted to come in and have an impact. So, uh, and I was able to, you know, I was able to do some things as well. Dude, we'll get into it because I have pictures still on my wall to this day of me blocking for you, Michigan State, 2003. Oh, oh yeah, that was a great game right there. Um, It was a memorable game. <laughs> I know uh, that was the game, Lee and Sorgie, you know, they was just – they had five touches that game and um we won. That was the main thing. We won. Leon Sorge had they thing. Um I had a great game as well. Kind of got overlooked from that five touchdowns they had. But, um, <laughs> I, had I had a great game as well. I put up like uh I think I had like two two hundred and about three touches that game. So it was a it was a it was a fun game. It was a fun game. We was out there having fun, making big plays and um big plays. yeah, big plays and um the stadium was going wild, jump around, you know everything. So it was good. Cool. Dude,
1: wait, we have a, we must have run like twenty nine handoff, and you mm-hmm. literally set up the block so I can look like the best fullback ever. Mm-hmm. You, you were you were like coming outside? This dude came up, I blocked him out, and you cut up, and it was like a, it must have been an eighty yard touchdown. Probably wasn't, but I always think in my head it was eighty yards. Yeah, that picture is still framed. Like to this day, and every, and I'm like, man, look at Dwayne,
2: look at this guy. Yeah, it's just so
1: nice. I haven't seen you in so long, but it's so good to see. Like, I just feel like we'll always be brothers because of this experience we had,
2: which is is special. Absolutely, and I and I feel the same way. It's like. It's been so long since I seen you, but like you said, it's like once I instantly see you, it's nothing but good times and memories that come back instantly. Just joy, baby. Right yeah. Away, right away. and and um, like you said, um, I only got to play uh, a couple years with you guys due to my my heart condition, but um, and just being out there it was like it was like um, kind of like a fraternity, you know what I mean, in the, in the sense that we all. We was going through the grind and, and, and the trenches and the thick of things, and, and those memories can never be taken away. Those experiences can never be taken away. So, absolutely, Burn, I look at you as a, look at you as a brother, no question. Dude. Oh man, that room like
1: couldn't have been more fun and special. We'll get to that because let's go back to young Dwayne, the the maybe non chiseled. Like Greek god statue. <laughs> nah, man, he came Wait, out the womb that, as an Adonis. You know that.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Wait, did you have did you have like ab muscles that was like a eight year old? Nah, I was. <laughs> I started playing. I started playing ball at nine, and so that's okay. probably when I started getting a little more cut up. Um, I was probably more what you say a husky child. You know what I mean, a little <laughs> bit more husky. And then um, once I started getting into the sports and the physical activities, then I started. Um, getting a little bit more cut up, and, and so yeah, there we, there we go. I played. Paint us a picture, park, man. Paint us a
1: picture of uh, of like a young Dwayne. Like, how do you get into football? How do you get into sports? Like, what does that look like? Because you were also the valedictorian of your school
2: at my high school. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah let's, let's get into it. So um, see, I remember these things. Yeah, I got hit a lot, but go. I remember these things. There you go. So. <laughs> Um, coming up, like I said, I, I started playing ball at nine. Nine years old, they had me on the line. I started. I was a uh, a, a defensive the nose guard. You know, so my first, I remember the first day of contact as a nine year old playing nose guard. The center he snapped the ball, and then as as soon as he snapped the ball, instead of blocking me and and, and touching me with his uh, his arms on my shoulder pad, he punched me in my stomach. And so I was like, whoa! I'm like, I was thrown off by that. I ain't know what to do. So. I remember that first day um of uh contact playing ball I was I wanted I was ready to quit and my pops was like nah, we not no 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 you got to finish this if if you want to stop at the end of the season then we are going to do that but we started so and so right then and there my mentality had to change I knew that I had to come back the next day and be physical and um so I had to go through the thick of things and and I and I, I, love, I love my father for that and so um yeah I eventually so that next year they put me at running back so, the, like I said, the first year they had me on the line, I played uh, nose guard. Then they saw that I could, I guess they saw something natural in me when I was holding the ball, running, just natural. So they put, tried me at running back. Then I eventually moved to running back, did some great things there. We played uh, in the mumbo a couple times against KT. Actually, uh, he played for uh, Margate Park as well. So um, we saw them in the mumbo at Soldier Field. We call it the mumbo but it's like the Junior Bear League. OK, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's like um, 10 to 13 and you can only you can be no more than one hundred and twenty five pounds. So it was a weighted it was a weighted situation as well. A, a Mumbo would take place in Soldier Field. So we I, was, I had that opportunity to play there a few times and um, and, and win. I actually played ball with Kelvin Hayden. Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Hayden played at uh, Washington Park. He eventually went to Illinois um, and then he got drafted by the Colts. Um he actually uh was it's funny in the Super Bowl against the Bears when the Colts he played with Peyton Manning When the Bears played the uh the Colts in that Super Bowl, he got an interception, ran it back against the Bears. It was like it was bittersweet because it was against us, but he was a hometown guy, so it was <laughs> crazy. But that just goes to show like just um just playing and watching the, the type of guys that I played with. And so that led to, to high school and um my high school wasn't known as a Mount Carmel, as we talked about, the guy that's coming to Wisconsin to play running back. Mount Carmel is, is known in Chicago, Catholic League school. Is, is, uh, it breeds football players. And so my school is more of a uh Hells Franciscan was more of a basketball school. So we was underlooked, but I still was able to put up good numbers. And um, um, yeah, I graduated Valedictorian as well. That a little backstory to that, real quick, if you will. Um in seventh grade, I started to act up a little bit in class and kind of I started to get a little bit more into the to the ladies, you know what I mean, and, and get distracted. And um, so my father, he took football away from me. Because of that, my grades my grades reflected my lack of effort and um, he took it away from me and, and I didn't like that. And, and, and so education became more uh, of a priority for me because I knew what could be taken, something that I loved and so, yeah. So which led to me being valedictorian in high school. First off, it's
1: amazing that, that you were valedictorian. I think that's so special we share a lot of common uh, interests. Uh, The ladies have been distracting pretty much forever. (laughs) Now my wife is distracting, but uh, back in high school, man, you're right though. It's like, what do you have yet? I had three things. It was like football, well, my friends, football. And then you were, you know, like the ladies.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I hope my
1: mother-in-law is not listening to this, but like, (laughs) I wasn't getting anywhere. None of them given the time of day, but like, I I was trying.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) absolutely I mean as a young man you know you know and 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 as we talking about that that's a nice little segue too because even in college right um you know the ladies can be a distraction in college as well you know and if, if you guys want to go there we could go there and you already know burn so i'm i'm open for that but um in regards to that it's like i would suggest that for, for those young athletes coming to college and for those that's there now get you a lady. Get you a get you one. Get you one that you could settle down with, somebody that's gonna keep you focused. Some somebody that's um gonna give you uh where you have to be somewhere later on at night. You know what I mean? Instead of being distracted with going out all the time. I would definitely suggest, you know, while y'all out there instead of you could you know, a lot of guys out there playing ball, you wanna be the ladies, man, that's understandable. But when you got goals and you're trying to achieve goals, um the lack of distractions. The, the less distractions, the better. So, you know, get you one, get you one, and and, and stay focused. That's my But I would, say that, I would say, just to piggyback on that, like,
1: at least at Wisconsin, to me, it was distracting when you weren't at football. But when you were there, like, we were dialed in. Like, there was no like, other interest outside of, like, the weight room, outside of, like, practice. I, I mean, it was pretty intense when we were in the building. I That's mean, it was really a, a – Literally, all the other stuff that, that you did outside of Camp Randall mattered mm-hmm. not at all until you stepped onto Camp was all football all day.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I mean nice. I'm going to be honest with you. I remember even as a younger guy, you know, because I played my freshman and sophomore year, I had to stop playing after my sophomore year due to my condition. Um, so I just remember, like, no doubt, you know, but I remember, like, on those days of, of, of classes during the week, and you still got to lift and you got to go to practice, it's like, it's still in your mind. You know what I mean? It's like even though you might be away from the building, it's like, damn, I gotta go in here. You know what I mean? I gotta go in here, get up, whether you got the early lift because you're a freshman, so you lift in the early, uh, however that go. But um it's it was it's, looking back, it was all worth it. And um, it's all an experience um, you know, that might last for this short time. For me, it lasted this this uh, small period of time. For others, it might last a longer period of time. But you know, um, either way, just while you while you in it. Enjoy it, and uh, but stay focused, especially if you got a goal you
1: know. yeah, so so let's jump off of that topic for a second, although we could probably talk about it forever. Um, let's go back to still high school dwayne yeah absolutely you' you're you're putting up
2: good numbers. Who's knocking on the door at that time? so, um, I had a few I had a few schools um uh, Michigan state uh, i I got a few letters from Tennessee, but the the guys that were the most involved were Illinois. Or the schools I should say that was that was on me real hard was Illinois, uh, Michigan State, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Um, Okay. Big Ten. Solid group. Yeah, solid group right there. Um, it was other play like Boston College. I I got a little interest from here and there, but I wasn't as I didn't reciprocate that interest. I wasn't as interested in them. Um, but. So yeah, I so um and then when it came down to it, my, my final choices came down between Northwestern and Wisconsin. I was blessed to get the uh scholarship offer before my senior year. So um it was it was a load off my back going into that year. And um, especially with me getting hurt, it was crazy. I got hurt um in a scrimmage game going into my senior year. We played uh Marshall and uh I didn't get taped. I, we were scrimmaging, I wasn't t- that's a whole other thing. Like going to my school and then going to Wisconsin just like being in practice and getting taped that whole process of knowing how to do things the right way. That was a a, a different experience, for me. you know what I mean? And just, um, just the elevation, but yeah. Um, you know, um, high school. uh,
0: I was going to say like with those things that you had to learn, what was sort of the biggest hurdle for you to learn to adapt? You say like, you know, getting taped to learn things to do the right way. What were you doing the wrong way that you had to relearn?
2: Um, I would just say basically those things like that, as far as, um, the wrong way, um, it's, I was, it, when it came to the game of football, I was all in from head to toe. So, uh, I was willing and, 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 and ready to do any and everything just to be the best. So it wasn't really about, uh, doing anything wrong in the wrong way on that aspect, but just as far as the little things, the, the, the small things, um, just, uh, taping up right. Um, and, um, Another thing that I would say that I learned that was a difference from high school to college was the film. You know what I mean? That learning, learning um, my opponent through film and, and learning the importance of film and, uh, and tendencies, you know what I mean? And how to watch film respect to coach Brian, uh, Brian white um, definitely got a And it was wild too. Cause coach white, he wasn't even a running back. He was a quarterback, but he knew so he was so intelligent and he, and he was wise beyond his years when it came to uh coaching running back. So, um, yeah, he, he definitely coached me, uh, taught me some things that I didn't know when I when I got to the uh, I-11. I mean, dude, you also
1: came in as like a t- super fluid athlete, like running back.
0: Mm-hmm. So like,
1: I feel like, so I, it brings up a lot of good points, like taking care of yourself, taking care of your stuff. Like things in high school, you're like, ah, my shoulder pads are my shoulder pads. But like, you took care of your pads, you put them up where they needed to be. Like, it's a little kind of like military-esque being on time for everything, being prepared, so having we, the answers ready. Like you didn't have to have the answers ready in high school, but in college, when coach White's like, what's your landmark?
2: You better had your you landmark. Know. No.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, i was just talking to my lady real quick. I can share this. So he asked me what's one thing that I needed to tighten up on. And, and you just kind of brought me that when you said uh, being on time. Right. So I was just telling her, it's like one of the main things, uh, so I come in, I'm a, I'm a true freshman. We I, Who we played? I think it was Fresno State. First game, My first, first game of the season as a freshman, we played Fresno State. We at the hotel. Um, but we have to be, I, I didn't know. I, we, we had a dinner or whatnot. I don't know if it was, yeah, it was a night game. So we had dinner. And the dinner was probably at 5 o'clock. So I get there with Booker, Booker, you know, Booker Stanley. Me, Booker was my roommate. So we show up at 5 o'clock. I'm thinking we on time. Everybody is in the room. And when we walking in, there, all eyes on us, watching us. And I'm like, oh, man, what 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 happened? And then Coach White whispering in our ears. And um, I didn't get to – I played special teams that I was supposed to play. I didn't get to play that game um, as running back because I was, I was being punished for not being on time. Really, on time is 15 minutes early. And, and being on time is late. That's one thing that I learned um, going there. But that 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 to me
1: is the biggest thing I've ever learned at Wisconsin. I don't care what anyone says. That is the biggest I am horrified if I'm 10 minutes early. Yeah. Like I'm dude, I show up at parties. Like if someone says come at nine o'clock, I'm there at 8:45. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'll help you set up. Nobody shows up at nine o'clock to a party. Dude, it's why I have a clock in every room. It's why like I need to know the time because Mm -hmm. this behavior was built around potentially getting in trouble showing up 13 minutes or dude. Dwayne. What about like when you're in the weight room and if JD walked in and you didn't have a jump rope ready to do jump rope oh, man. or
2: neck machine, you're yeah. like, you better yeah. be on track. Oh, JD, JD, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but in a way, I mean, it's, I guess I'm exaggerating, but in a way, JD, he garnered more respect than some of the coaches. You know what I mean? Just because you saw him so much. And, mm-hmm. um, and and, and, be, and he helped develop us uh, in, in the weight room. He helped develop us as players, not necessarily uh, as far as the technique on playing the game, but just how to transfer the power from from the the strength the strength um, room to the field. He he understood that. And um, Coach Bot, um, Hugh, Herb, I apologize, uh, Herb. So uh, and you know, shout out to Hughes as well, Coach Hughes. I don't know where he is, but why, since I said his name, shout out to Hughes as well, man. Coach Hughes was man. <laughs> and you remember Coach Hughes, man? He was a he was a great guy, man. I love Coach Hughes. You know, <laughs> he was a he was he was hard he was hard on them linemen. He was hard on them linemen. Dude, he's hard on the fullbacks. That's why you like him because <laughs> <head back. laughs> yeah, you were a halfback. You follow I problem with him. I didn't have that problem with him. Oh man. Wait, let, so let's
1: go back. So so. You're between Northwest and Wisconsin. Who was recruiting you at that time?
2: Oh wow, uh, man! Please, I can't even remember. I- I'm sorry. Um, what was our coach? The because uh, he actually went to Mount Carmel too, the linebacker coach. Who was our coach? I can't. Remember. I-, I apologize to coach too. Man. The line- coach Cosgrove. Was Co-
1: Cosgrove.
2: Cosgrove. Coach Cosgrove. He recruited- okay. Coach Cosgrove recruited me. Respect to Coach Cosgrove. Uh, came to my school. A couple of times coach white came to my school and then at, at Northwestern um it was Coach Brown I believe he was the he was the defensive back coach mm-hmm. um he was the DB so it was funny how I had defensive coaches recruiting me um for offense you know but it worked um and um yeah so those were the specific coaches. So when you met Coach White for the first time w- yeah. what is your in- impression of that man? So the first time I met Coach White I was thinking i got it was like he was he he. it was like i don't want to say hollywood but he had like a he had like a a, a, a aura to him he did he kind of had an aura to him um in the sense that um a big smile on his face welcoming um and, and he was cool you know I, I i saw him as a cool guy um you know he you know it's a lot of things about coach white um he welcomed us, he welcomed us into his home for the barbecues, the you know the burgers. It's nothing mm-hmm. but good things I could say about Coach White. Nothing but good things.
1: Uh, no, what, nothing
2: what, but good what was your impression about Coach White? What was your impression about?
1: Pretty, I mean, pretty much the same. I was I was shell shocked when I got I, coming off of like I went to a small high school in New York. Yeah, so like we did things a certain way, and we were really good in our like little space. Mm-hmm. But when you show up to like Wisconsin, man, this is a I remember walking up to the seminary going, This is where they got these guys stay for three weeks to like, oh my go eat. everything you do, the, the the scale. I was not prepared for it, I was not prepared to see the size of the human beings, right? In the right. rooms,
2: absolutely. And
1: uh, these linemen are like six six, three hundred fifteen 315 pounds, and they're mm-hmm. monsters, they're not mm-hmm. fat, you know, lumbering dudes. And then you know, like, I met Coach White it just like he was exciting to be around like he wanted to play for him because he was he was upbeat his energy was hot like was was right. high yeah. um and he i don't remember him ever like not being his energy not being high
2: yeah i don't i don't either i know what he was like in the in the uh in the in the in the, in the film room though you know especially if you wasn't on your job you know he gonna let you know and um and, and you needed that one thing i say about coach white though um one thing that I didn't like that he used to teach us or coach us up on was the fist through the face mask. It was like, you know, that was the, that was the coach. And, 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 you know, no shot, no diss to him at all. It was just like, man, this is like, this is not the way. It was like, my hands, my like, oh. Well, was, for you, it wasn't for me. I had to do that. Yeah, so, like, it's yeah, a little
1: different. Yeah. I, I, so, I was going to guess, if you let me guess one, I was going to guess that cut drill. You could never oh, cut the dude right,
2: yeah. never. Yeah, that he cut, cut the, bag. I didn't mind the I didn't mind the cut drill. I didn't mind <laughs> Wait, it, but it was, Coach White loved you. You were yeah. good at everything, dude. Well, <laughs> you know what? I tell never you to the face mask. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> we when we had the block here and there, you know, with on the pass plays, he would teach that up. It was like, man, this is like my, my hands, coach. I, I, still, I, I would do it. I would do it because you know you're gonna see yourself on the film, so you got to do it, and. um once you figure, I guess once you've got enough calluses on your, on your knuckles, you'll, you'll be all right. You know what I mean? So yeah. And I also really enjoyed that um, like
1: coach, White. He really took time to teach you like landmarks, jump cuts. Like it might, he might've done it in a quirky way, but like yeah. the, the amount of knowledge he consistent and he was consistent too. So like, if you came in, you knew nothing, he would have helped you, and it was consistent and it never changed. And it was the same landmarks, the same things. And once you picked it up, man, it became pretty easy. Absolutely. To, to at least knowledge wise.
2: Absolutely. Like you, like you speaking on right now with the landmarks, um, knowing you, knowing where you should start your, your, uh, um, just, just how you start in your, in your, um, in, in your route to whatever um, run you have to make to whatever hole. Uh, one of the main things that, I first heard from Coach White, and then it seemed like it, it spread like wildfire. It was high and tight, like yep. I never heard that before, until I got to Wisconsin. High and tight, and and then it's like you you see it, you know, it's you know people pick it up. You saw Tiki Bar- Barber start to incorporate it into his to stop him from fumbling, and and then it kind of just spread. And, and that's one thing he he did teach us, and um, like you said, um, jump cuts. He knew he knew the running back position. It, it, odd enough, as a quarterback, and uh, but he he definitely knew it, and uh, so yeah, he did. He he was a great teacher. He was. Dude, what what else did you enjoy? Like, what else did he say that you
1: like enjoyed? Just kind of um, like a Coach Brian C B Dub like ism.
2: He would say, "I ain't gonna lie. I don't remember all his little sayings. He had so many. He had so many. But you know what? I, you know what I do remember, and I'm know I know you remember this too. I remember Russ being the senior, and Russ would let Coach have it in the, in the, in the room. You know what I mean? When we was in there in the meeting rooms, Russ was not afraid to let Coach White know what he had in on his mind. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was amazing to see as a freshman. You know what I'm saying? And not to say that he was just real disrespectful, but you know he he wouldn't bite his tongue, and, and Coach White was cool enough to to let him speak his mind. And um, you know he and, and Coach White would speak his mind as well, but he he wasn't he wasn't the type to to shun you for you know going going off on of him. You know what I mean? You're, he, you're making me think of so many good. Yeah, it you're it making me think good. of
1: so many good stories, dude. He, awesome. You're right, because I think one time uh, Russ hit a dude hard, but we hit him with his face, uh-huh. and he's like, "Russ, you're not supposed to headbutt this guy." Yeah. And Russ is like you're teaching me to lead with my face and my hands. right? He's like, I don't get it. And he's like, but no, you're not, you're headbutting the guy. And he like would break it down slow-mo and you could see Russ like hit him and then like headbutt him (laughs) in the
0: (laughs) end. Yeah, didn't you see
2: that? It's like, Russ, the head, man. You can't, we can't keep doing this, Russ. (laughs) so funny.
0: Attention athletes. Are you ready to take control of your financial future and score big off the field oakbridge wealth management led by wealth manager chris anasetti is your all-star team of financial experts specifically catering to professional athletes like you we tackle your unique financial challenges head-on so you can focus on what you do best our comprehensive and adaptive approach sets us apart starting with our strategic partners we create a seamless frictionless experience tailored to your financial journey Our services evolve alongside your career, from cash flow management and major purchases to estate planning and long-term investments. Don't wait until the fourth quarter. Secure your financial legacy now and reap the benefits of our expertise through your career and beyond. With Oakbridge, you'll gain peace of mind, financial freedom, and a solid game plan for the future. Top NFL players like Chase Rouillet... Alec Ingold, Tyler Biotish, and more have already joined our winning team, and now it's your turn. Here's what former Badgers All-American and Dallas Cowboys center Tyler Biotish has to say. From the beginning, Chris guided me in setting financial goals and provided me with the necessary tools. He's been a constant support, like a brother, throughout my life. His guidance played a crucial role in my NFL journey. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram. At Oakbridge WM underscore Anacete. That's Oakbridge WM underscore A N I C E T E. And join the winning team.
1: You showed up and you were in the same class with Booker and you walked into the room with me, A D, and Russ Kuntz. Wait, Train? Was Train yep. in there? He just graduated.
2: I think Train. I think Train was trying to get back. He was trying to get back. If I'm not mistaken, um, he he was doing the um, the uh, spring ball that year. But he, I don't think he. Something. I think something happened with his grades or something. And so he didn't play. But yeah, it was a lot of guys. It was Tony. uh, I can't remember the other guy that came with B. Will from. uh, He was a running back too, but then he moved to DB. Um, And then from Texas, uh, (laughs) uh, my man from Uh. Texas.
1: Uh, Phil Fuller.
2: Yeah, Phil Fuller. You know Phil. <laughs> What's, up, fool? Fool. What's up, fool? Say hey, fool.
1: Phil is never...
2: a fun dude to be around. Man, hey, Phil Fuller. He was coming with the Texas slang, and he was like, "Say fool." And I'm like, "Fool? Like, nah, I'm not the fool, bro. What's going on?" <laughs> but that was the slang, though. So I get it. Yeah, Phil. He put us up on the uh, on the screwed up, the 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 slow, the the what is that, chopped and screwed up music. But it became a thing, like it was it was well before before paul wall and all them he was he was telling us about them guys yeah.
0: john jones or mike jones yeah
2: mike jones yeah 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 all of them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. DJ, dj screw you know slim thug yeah, you
2: know yeah phil yeah. fuller was putting he was putting us in the game and i and i would hear it and i was like nah i can't really i can't really get it you know but <laughs> it eventually blew up and yeah so yeah shout out to phil shout out to all of us A- I, I used to
1: I used to love sitting around Phil just listening. You know, his experience and my experience are completely different.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: and I was like, hey, Phil, just talk to me, man. Like, yeah. what's going on? How, how's your life? How's Wisconsin? And and you, you never didn't smile. Like, it wasn't – and he was a positive kid. Like, he hey, really I, was.
2: Hey, one thing we got to say about Phil, Phil was a habitual line stepper, as they would say, <laughs> in the sense that I remember Phil, he would do some wild <laughs> stuff, man. He would, and to the point – I remember he he missed a he missed the lift before like those were things that you did this like forbidden rules like you don't miss a lift you you might you might lose your scholarship you know you might get sick oh, he missed he was missing lifts i remember he missed a practice before like an actual football practice and it was like man like I don't but he still was he still was there so he had his he, but i remember that and I don't mean it's you know it's this this is years ago so it's just you know a little fun man. talk about it
1: it, it's happened, you know. It's people like. sleep through it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Phil a lot, but you show up, dude. This room is like—it's a pretty solid room, and and a lot of kind of these guys are. Some of us are pretty wild. Mm-hmm. What's that like? As like a—I mean, I, we were all pretty young, except for uh, except for Russ, really. Right, you know, he was a senior in the group. I was a I was a redshirt was freshman.
2: Yeah.
1: AG, Ad was a redshirt sophomore, so we're real young guys. Yeah, what's it like to show up? in that room with us? And then what's it like to be with like Booker and Phil also?
2: Well, I say this, I was, I was like, whenever I get into a situation that I'm new to, I I, I tend to stay quiet and be observant. So I know I was observant, but also just being from the environment that I'm from Chicago, I I still was an outgoing guy. Um, It was a couple people I knew, like uh, um, Jason Jefferson, he was my host when I came there. So I kind of was in tune with him and clink and, uh, a couple of the defensive guys, just because you know how they ride together. You know, you remember those days, the D line. And then um, I also knew uh, Big Los Carlos. He went to Leo from, so he was from Chicago as well. And so uh, there was a couple people I knew. So I was, I was, everything was cool. Um, I'll tell you this: one, one shocker that I had was Darius Jones, though. Darius, man, when being in the locker room, being a freshman, and Darius running around the locker room naked and, you know what I'm saying, just doing wild stuff. Like, you know, what's going on? What are we doing? And it,
1: now, but, let's – hold on. With with all the crazy stuff coming out of Northwestern, let's just go for a second and say he was not doing anything besides, like, he was doing – uh I remember he would do, like, basketball layup drills. He would tape a ball together. <laughs> Get naked and then do like layup drills against the wall. So he wasn't really like offending anyone no, or no, teasing. No, he it was yeah. just like weird. You're yeah, like, what the clear. hell is
2: Absolutely? That <laughs> was
1: that was a shocker for me too.
2: Yeah, let's be clear. He was not he was not assaulting anyone. He wasn't putting himself, forcing himself on anyone. He was right. just he was just being a, a clown, just having fun and making people you know, like what we said about being in camp when we actually had two days where we actually had to go to the seminary and we couldn't leave until it was over. And and um, he was just one of those guys that made that made the energy, uh, you know, that up the energy to, to keep people laugh. That was on edge. That the, the tense situations uh, of playing ball and um, you know and, and wanting to be good and and wanting to have a spot on the team. So yeah, no, nah, not at all. He, you know,
1: it was all. Always- I just want to preface it because it really was it was not in like a, a negative way. It was just really no. like you're saying, up. It was just bringing people up and at least making you forget about like sitting in this gym. With, yeah, like, on a plastic chair with yeah. fans, and, and <laughs> remember was, they used to put their tarp on the floor so you so you could sweat. All your sweaty stuff would go on it. So like yeah. you look like you were in like this garbage bag room with right. all people's stuff, not like nothing nice. Yeah. And then Darius Jones like doing a
2: layup line naked, and you're yeah, like, <laughs> it it's was kind of funny, man. <laughs> and, and, then he, and he might have a helmet on. It was all in fun. It was <laughs> he no, yeah, might it was have have. yeah, he probably I'll got tell you. a helmet on.
1: I've walked by uh, the locker room sometimes, and it would be mm. him, maybe a couple other dudes sitting in the hot tub with like their pads on, like yeah. helmet, shoulder pads, jersey, and you're like, well, "These guys." Might these
2: have be, of- Donovan my, Rayola could have been one of them because I remember Donovan Rayola was a good guy. Hey, Donovan was a fun, like we're talking about fun times right now. We're not talking oh, totally. you know, the, Northwest, the Northwestern situation is very unfortunate, but no, yeah. we're not talking about nothing like that. We're just talking about guys. Um, keeping the edge off in regards to just having fun because it is you know football can it can it could be a lot of pressure you know you wanting to be wanting to be the best and have success on the field.
1: And and when you're only doing one thing. Like at football camp we literally were sleeping there. You were you had filmed three times a a day. You had practice twice a day you had a nap in between like there was really no time to do anything else. So when anyone did something that was at least funny or a little off you're like yeah. man this is a good two minute break from like, yeah. my reality
2: yeah <laughs> you know what else i remember i remember uh do you remember um this was my freshman year but we had this was when we had camp and they they brought a guy in to do the, the uh some hypnosis Hip, oh my god yeah and uh brownie i remember brownie got hypnotized and um, it was a couple other guys that got oh
1: Jerome Pettis was in that room.
2: Yeah, pet, yeah, pet, got pet <laughs> And pet
1: got hypnotized hard.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, is this uh, is this like PG or something? No, what's this? You can like, say whatever what you, can you want to say. Dante Sanders has already tested
0: all the limits you could possibly imagine.
2: I bet. So look, I remember in that session, Pet, I'ma I'm gonna I'm keep it a buck. Like Pet was the one he was like, man. When he got hypnotized, he was like, You gotta. I don't know why he said what made him speak about this while he was hypnotized, but he was like, You gotta lather your. your <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, Some people don't know how to wash their <laughs> right. You gotta lather your nuts, <laughs> man. You gotta make sure it's real soapy, man. And I was like, hey, <laughs> hey I tell you, what? hey, but you know what? After that, I ain't gonna lie, after that day. Man, I'll be, I'll be making some money. Yeah, Real no, yeah. Everyone on the team. Yo, so, so let me go back for a second. That,
1: yeah. so the guy was like, hey, he's like, Jerome, come down here. And he's like, yo, uh, the, the hypnotist was like, yo, the guy next to you stinks. And he's like, what's your advice? That's what it was. He's like, oh, I want to let you, he's like, man, I remember that. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta use antibacterial soap <laughs> and you gotta let. I was like I, first off we're we're all in camp and 900 people are laughing hysterically not just at this do you remember when they're like byron you're in a plane crash and he's yeah. like
2: right friend, and then yeah. he told him to, he told him to spread his wings and he put his arms out by his side <laughs> like he was that, 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 as if those were his wings and he started telling them to fly and he, it was it was amazing what was like they was really hypnotized like really uh, man you, that, that was funny. Do you remember uh calvin Calvin was—he was trying to pretend like he was hypnotized. Do you remember that? He was <laughs> yeah. fake like he was hypnotized, but then they—they they figured it out that he really wasn't. <laughs> Did it, uh,
1: man, that the Jerome Pettis hypnotist thing, uh, literally, is one of my favorite memories. And Byron just freaking out too. Absolutely. Oh man. So so wait, let's get back to some football stuff because we're Absolutely. running out. Of time. Absolutely. <laughs> so dude, you you come in, you know, AD's the starter, Pet's the backup at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. everyone's young. Those guys are both shirt sophomores and you knew you could play. Like what's, what's that feeling of like going into practice? Like you, you Booker, I would say you and Booker were fighting it out for like the third spot, but like that spot plays a lot. So like, what's that feeling coming in and having the opportunity to play like right away?
2: Well, it was, it was, um, I was blessed and thankful. Absolutely. And then I was in the mindset that, the whole time, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure you had the same mindset too, burn, um, you know, playing ball and, and being good because it, it, once you get to the college level, everybody at that level was the man at the high school or, you know what I mean? So I was used to being effective on the field. And so I still had that mentality, even though was, I was at the next level, I saw guys that were bigger than me. I wasn't intimidated because the other thing I knew playing football, a scared man, a dead man, you know, as the saying goes. So. You can't you can't play scared, that's how you get hurt. Um so I, I never uh went on the field with that mentality. And so um and and I always thought that I, I felt that I was something special. And so um and, and I just um took my time. You know who else was um a running back? Um, but he moved over to uh linebacker, uh, L- Lamar Watkins. And uh Lamar Watkins right. Yeah. He played linebacker, but he, he he ended up playing linebacker, but he came in as a running back. And I remember uh, watching him. He was he was one of the guys um, when we first got there. He was still a running back. and He was always running like any drill. He wanted to get there first. You know what I mean? At first, I kind of took offense to it. Like, man, look at him. He thirsty. He trying to he's trying to show the coaches that he's going to get there. For... And so but then I just, you know, me and Lamar is my man. We cool. But I would you know, just um being a competitor, it's like, oh, I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to get there first. So I, I played it cool and um and I just made sure, even though he would get there first, that's fine. But I just made sure that when I did when I had to do what I had to do, that I did my thing. And um uh, it was it was just a, a thing about believing in yourself. Kinda of like what Coach White would say, um how he'd say, Trust your speed. Mm-hmm. It was in a sense that I just trusted myself and my abilities. And I knew that if I got the ball in my hand to, and I could show my ability to the coaches that they would see that um, I was somebody that should play to play the game. And I didn't see myself as a smaller guy. too. that's another thing. I didn't the coaches didn't uh, put me on a weight program and say I had to gain a certain amount of weight or I needed to lose a certain amount of weight. And so I was I was uh, ready to play. Um, and I thought that in my mind as well. So
1: But physically you were ready to play too. You came in like two thirty, literally no fat chisel.
2: Yeah, I did. I did. I, I
1: did. remember seeing you in the locker room, I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Right, right. Like, I've been here for two and a half. I'm fatter than fat. And this guy comes in and I'm like, man, hey, you know
2: what's I remember my sophomore year, coach uh coach Alvarez had coach why well, I guess. He wanted coach white to kind of move me over the fullback a little bit. And I was like, nah, I'm a running back. So I remember just, and coach white was telling me this. And, um, but I just remember at spring ball, I was balling out at running back and I made it to where they couldn't do that. This was before the sophomore year. And then, and so they kept me in running back, but I remember they was trying to, it seemed like they was trying to, because I was getting bigger. You know what I mean? Since I was on that JD uh, weight program and, and I was getting bigger, so they they tried to move me over. But was Greg yeah. in the
1: room when you showed up?
2: Greg, yeah, root. Oh yeah, root was there, absolutely. Root was there? You, no, 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 no. Root wasn't there. Root eventually because um, he, he was moved a minor, over. Like, at
1: that yeah, 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 yeah. He got he
2: came over. I want to say I want to say he came over like my sophomore year. I don't even think he was there. My yeah. I think my freshman year it was just um, Russ. What, he was he in the room? Was he in the room where Russ was still there?
1: Dude, it's everything is so blended now. It's so. It, it, I it think he was in the room again. with
2: Russ. He might have been in the room with Russ. I think you're right. I think you're I right. Think he, he was in the room there. with Russ. So he probably came over that same year that I came in.
1: Yeah, I would. Just, yeah. I think that's. Tr- I think that's right because he's got a lot of Russell Russell J stories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think he like smoothly just transitioned from linebacker into the room and like we're yeah, like, hey, yeah. dude, welcome. Like, yeah, he and did. I can't tell you what year it was.
2: And Russ, wow. Russ was our roommate after me and Book uh, was late. <laughs> we was on time, but we was late. Yeah. Uh we was no longer roommates for games, and Russ became my roommate. <laughs> and so that's we told the cabin. <laughs> yeah, I'm Russ sorry to laugh. But
1: it's just so funny because it's so true. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's so true. Yeah. Um oh man, I can't stop laughing at some of
2: this. Hey, I things. hey, hey, hey Byrne, I, I wouldn't mind. <clears throat> just on a serious note for the, for all the guys that watch this, that play ball too, you know what I mean? Just, you know, that's why I said what I said earlier, man. I I think it's important that, you know, the guys <clears throat> understand that when you focused out there, when you have a goal and you play football, like, cause I had the situation that happened to me in regards to um, where I was falsely accused of rape. And I mm-hmm. think it's important to talk about that on this platform. You know what I'm saying? With, but the guys that I'm not afraid to talk about it because I know, I know the truth and and the truth came out, you know what I mean? That I'm innocent and it it didn't happen, but, but I think it should be spoken on for the guys that are younger, who who's playing ball, the guys that's coming out of high school to go to college. That's why I said what I said, you know, you could get, you could have a lot of fun and being an athlete, uh, being the top guy, being having a spotlight on you, you can garner a lot of of attention and it's important Mm -hmm. to, during those times, it's important that you keep ones that you trust around you. It's important that, um, you know, you, you you protect yourself because um, from you, that you protect yourself from others and from yourself from making um, ill decisions. You know, whether it's drinking too much, whether it's um, just being out and partying too much. You know, that's why I say get you a girl and, and somebody that keep you focused and, and you have somewhere to be. You know what I mean? It's not, it's nothing wrong with being around the guys, hanging out with the guys, but you know, when when you get a, a, a lot of uh, females around um, and, and I love women, let me, let me state that. I love my mother, I have my sister. I love my lady. I love my daughter. I love women. So I, I'm not, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm bashing women, but it's just important that uh, you stay focused as an athlete, as a student athlete. That's makes me you know, cause we, we we talking about student athletes here. You are a student first and, and, and knowing that um, it's more to life than just partying that, you know, and, and so I think that it's important that I I, I put that out there for the guys. And, and you know, um, I just want to make sure I say that while I'm on this platform.
0: Thank Yes. First of all, I was, I was going to say like, thank you. And I wanted to talk to you about some of, because you, you had some tough times also with your body. You were, you had to medically retire due to football and that, I cannot imagine the pain of having that ripped away from you like that. Are you, are you okay talking about that for a little bit?
2: I am now. I am now, you know, I'm uh, absolutely. Uh, so I was in a, I was in a depression state, but I didn't admit to it. You know, I didn't think I was, but um, I definitely when I when like going into my junior year <clears throat> um, of camp. So I played freshman. I was a true freshman, played sophomore year. Going into the junior year, I had the plans on, I was going to leave after my junior year to go to the league. I was, uh, you know how in, in uh, camp, how they have, uh, the older guys, they have those uh, meetings with the agents when they come in before camp burn. And so I remember mm-hmm. we, ha- we had, those meetings before camp. And then, um, and then, uh, and then with the, the wild thing was that whole year is kind of, that was old 2004. Cause the beginning of the year I was dealing with that, the legal situation. And then in the fall we had camp and then, um, they hear a murmur and then, um, from that murmur, they do a further research, and then they said it's hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, uh, which is the thickness of the walls of the heart, um, and, and you know, and, which can constrict the blood flow, and so that's which is why I couldn't play. <clears throat> and I just know when they told me that, um, they took me to the University of Wisconsin for the for the uh, to get the, the follow up on that, and that's where I was diagnosed. And, and when they told me that, I was thinking like, okay, man, whatever, I got to get to practice. You know what I'm saying, like. And then and then I was at first I was mad about it because I didn't have to go to that appointment. Like they set me up with an appointment. We in camp. They heard a murmur. Then they set me up with an appointment like the next day. And uh, and I had I was missing practice to go to this appointment. And I was thinking like, man, I shouldn't even go to this. And uh, but I went and um and then they told me that. And then I'm thinking like, yeah, I, I got to get back to practice. I'm, I'm running late. And then I get back and then um, I saw Coach White. And then I just broke down, like, you know, but uh, but now it so it took like it took about, man, I don't know, five to 10 years to get over that. You know what I mean? And um, and I eventually got out of it um, and, and I got into teaching. Um, um, I taught at the high school level. I taught at the grammar school level. I, I'm a math guy. So, you know, I got into math and then um, and then dealing with my heart that still was that still was an issue that I couldn't get rid of and so I ended up having a uh a transplant in 2021 April 23rd I had a heart transplant so uh yeah cuz it seemed like it just it just kept getting worse over time and um damn dude yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so now I'm 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 still ticking we we still here and um yeah life is good
1: yeah. dude way uh <laughs> I, that bring, I'm so sad. Okay, I'm sad. Not in like for you now, but like back then I yeah. was devastated. Yeah. I mean, the team was I hope I hope you know that like we all were just so- I'll be
2: honest with you. I don't know how the guys were, but I do know I was never shunned. I know the guy it was still like we were still brothers even to this day. And, and whenever I came around, I was it was always love. I remember like the year I couldn't play, I still was there coaching around kind of, helped. but then after that, it was, it was hard for me to be around. Cause I, I wanted to play and I couldn't, so yeah. then I couldn't be around. Then that's when the depression, the depression started like after that season, you know, that, that season that I was still around the guys, maybe I should have stayed around and, and coached, but mentally I wasn't, I, I, I couldn't do it, but maybe that would have helped, you know? Was there any support in place
1: at the time to help you through that transition?
2: Um, well, one of the, one of the things the coaches did do, remember Coach Hammock, he was around at that time. He was like a running back uh uh coach. And um uh, he came from northern Illinois and he and, and it was odd enough. I remember thinking like, man, he had the same he had the same thing happen to him. And it was just odd. I remember thinking like, man, he came over well, he come over here and now I got it. You know what I'm saying? It's like the same. It was like, man, it was like eerie. And um and this no disrespect to him, nothing but the best. Uh I want nothing but the best for him. And and uh but you know, just a young young male, just that's how I felt. It was like, wow, now now I have to deal with this. So he was a he was kind of um a guy that they had there that I could talk to. Um, but just um at that time, I remember like I wasn't going to class a lot and uh, I wasn't talking to my parents and uh they was calling me, I wouldn't answer the phone, and, and uh, I remember Coach Hammock, he showed up. I don't know how he got in the in the house anyway. I was rooming with it was me, Booker uh Ruth uh and, and uh pose posiac we was all, we was that, was all a, that was
1: the um oh uh, what was right it there
2: called? by the KK we was right there by the KK yeah yeah
1: yeah right that, next door the new it was new at the time yeah,
2: yeah it was new right we was in there
1: now so, it's very not new but yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and so we was all in there so maybe one of them but coach hammock and maybe book let him in because book was running back too so um but coach hammock I remember I was laying in the I was laying in the bed. Coach Hammett came and got me. Said Coach White want to want to come want to talk to you. And uh, so I, they took me to the office and he was just like, yeah, hey, what's going on? Checking in on me and saying your parents worried about you. You're not they haven't heard from you." And then um, it was wild. I remember I took the, I, I came back home and I'm walking toward my building and all of a sudden I look to my left and I see my parents in the car like, and they just like they just drove up here on me like to check up on me, you know. So. Yeah, I was going through it, man. Um, it was as far as I guess I I they it was somebody there for me to talk to uh, to answer your question. Coach Hammock, they had Coach Hammock there as someone I could speak to, but I wasn't willing to really um use that help. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I wasn't I didn't want the help. I, I was I was trying to go through you know what I mean? I, I really wasn't over the fact that I couldn't play, you know what I'm saying? I still wanted to play. And I remember when I finally graduated. I did. Uh, I did. Uh, hold on one second. And I came back. I tried to play um, some arena ball, so I, I went and did some uh, a couple of practices with the Chicago Slaughter, um, and which mm-hmm. uh, the head coach was a former '85 Bear, but um, and I and I already told them about my situation. You know, they knew, and I they was like, "Yeah, you can sign away." I was. I was. My mentality was at this time. I was willing to down the field. I was trying to get the coaches to let me play a sign of waiver and stuff. Like even coach Coach White and, mm-hmm. and Coach Alvarez, mm-hmm. they can't do that. But my my mentality was we all gotta die one day. Why not go doing what you love doing? But they they can't do that. You know what I mean? And I was I was willing to do
1: it I, I think um the hardest thing and, and for you it was a lot different I and mean, it came out of nowhere, um, yeah. is when football does end. You know, there is, at least for me, for a lot of dudes, like there really isn't a support. I think at Wisconsin now, there's a different, they talk about, you know, life after football. Right. But nobody was talking about that when we were playing. Right. And then all of a sudden for you, it happens. fast fa- A day, in one day.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so I, I, I can relate. I'm sure hundreds of thousands of guys can relate. Yeah. Um, but dude, you sh- you know, I don't want to say you should, but. I have, I'm gonna, cause dude, you should have played in the NFL for a long time. I mean, you yeah. were, you were good, dude. I mean, you were really good and you were young and imagine two more years, you yeah. in a, a book, just like yeah. sharing it, not getting beat up. Like
2: man with me yeah. as a fullback, like, damn, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And I saw the same thing for you, burn. It was like, and I know you had the, the hernia situation. Right. And it was like, yeah, besides that, that was you. It was like, like, move over, Mike Allstott. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, oh, I I, 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 it's like, Bernie, when I think about it, it was like the, 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 the talent that you, that you possessed. It was like, it was unreal, man, because I remember that year I couldn't play as a junior. Then you, you emerged as a running back. I'm talking yeah. about so much so that where you jumping over people in the game, and it's like, wow, this Bernie is out here killing them. Like, so, it was like even though, uh, and then we also got uh, man, why why I came uh, from from Colorado? Uh,
1: Brian uh, Calhoun. BC, Brian yeah. Calhoun.
2: Then Brian Calhoun came over. So it was like even though um, you know I couldn't play anymore, you emerged. Calhoun came by, uh, came through, transferred over. So the so long live the badges, you know, you know, and um, we we still ticking. You know what I mean.
1: Absolutely, we still I love dude, it. I know we have a couple more minutes, but listen, we would have scored more touchdowns that night in, against Pennsylvania if, if you were in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I made some yeah. terrible cuts when I watched the film, and I'm like, "Man, Dwayne would have scored three touchdowns in this game. We would have killed them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we would yeah. have killed them."
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Dwayne, I, I know we talked about a lot of deep stuff. Um, you're bringing my emotions on a roller coaster here, which is fine. Yeah, uh, sure. We only have four more minutes. I just want to ask, like. What are some of your most positive memories? Like, what are some of your favorite things you did on the field, maybe off the
2: field? Absolutely. Um, I was thinking, it's funny you asked me that, and I'm going to start with this, because I was thinking about this, like, maybe two days, three days ago. I remember, um, it always felt good to go to the hospitals, man. You know, like, um, Mm -hmm. being able to, we had the opportunities as a player to, you could go to the hospitals to see the, the sick children or whatnot. And I felt like, and this was before. I think this was on like a Friday, but the the, the games would be on a Saturday. And you could have those options. And I always, you know, I, I made sure that I was able to do that. And um, I felt that I like that, you know. Um, I, I like I just like the 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 look in their eyes, and you know, because the Badgers it's, it's either it's either the, the the Packers or the Badgers in Wisconsin. You know, it's, pick your choice. And now it's the Bucks. Now it's the Bucks. So I, I got to give it up. <laughs> now it's the Bucks too. But. Um, and, and so for when we came through there and and we saw how their eyes lit up or or the parents were looking, that, that did a lot for me, just for my spirit. It made me feel good to, to see that. So I, that's one thing that I like to do off the field. Another thing that I like to do, um, of course was, um, you know what? I think my best game, Michigan state, Illinois, I used to give Illinois the business too. Illinois, (laughs) Illinois used to get some work too. That's cause I, you know. They, they wanted me to play running back, though. Like, they was interested in me. But, I'm sorry, they wanted me to play fullback, and I didn't want to play fullback. So, like I said, Illinois, they was interested, but they went, I'm like, no. Nah. So, I used to get them some work. But, my, to me, my favorite game was against Iowa, Um 3 That defensive team, they had, they, it was about out of 11 guys, maybe seven of them went to the league. And I put up, I gave them, like, a buck 26, had, like, a, maybe one or two touches that game so I I felt good about that just looking back like even though I ain't making it to the league it's like that defense that 03 Iowa defense they had a squad and um we we lost that game like at the last second too we lost that game we was on offense marching down so that, that was that was a good memory and then and then just being with the guys at barbecues um upper decks you know like those moments Like, it's like, you know, one of my favorite shows is Forged in Fire. I know we got like two minutes. I know my favorite shows is Forged in Fire. And and to me, the upper decks, the weight room, like we was, we was Forged in Fire. You know what I'm saying? And and we bonded. And um, those are some of my favorite moments.
1: Well, I'll give you a quick, Matt Perkins, give me one. One second. I just think it's so cool because you and I literally spent hours upon hours together in a room, in a weight room, on Fridays together, like that stuff, he's forging fires. Like that brotherhood, no matter where we are living, I haven't spoken to you in a ton of years. It exactly. doesn't matter. It does right. really special. Thing. It's forged. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll still absolutely. run through a wall for you. Believe me. Man, I,
2: will. I, I love you, Bern. <laughs> I love you. You know what I mean?
1: For real. Yeah. <laughs> With that, Perkins, ask your, ask, ask your last
2: question. Well, I, I know we got to
0: go. It's not limited to the football field. For people who don't know, Dwayne is also an absolutely extraordinary MC.
2: Oh, yeah, I do that, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: With the basically 30 seconds we have left, how did you get into the rap game, and what made you want to spend a good amount of your time crafting that skill?
2: Great question. Um, I've been writing since I was 11, so it was always there. Um, It was just a hobby while I was playing football. But when I finally had to let go of football, the music saved me. It was my therapy. Like I said, I, I didn't really talk to too many people but the music i was able to vent through the music and 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 that would, that saved me and so um i love it it's not i can't i can't express myself the same as on the field but i love it i love it and Absolutely. so um, that's what kind of helped me drop uh, go all the way there
0: and we're gonna link uh we're gonna link to dwayne's uh his page is instagram you gotta listen in uh you got a SoundCloud, too, right? We'll, we'll get you up there. We'll, we'll, we'll get the word out. Don't you worry. Don't you
2: worry. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, listen, we cannot thank you enough for joining us here today on the Believe in Badgers football podcast presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Uh, Dwayne Smith, Matt Bernstein. Uh, until next time, on Wisconsin. Yes, on, on
2: Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah.